<laughs> yeah. Keep talking so they can't hear me blowing my nose. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get my nose in. Hi, I'm Landon, and you're listening to That Sounds Funny. That sounds funny, and uh, it is week of March 8, 2022, season 2, show 19, episode 71. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I'm your host, Keith, and with me are... Terry. And Jill. I'm not calling you, I'm saying my name. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're you're the other Terry, <laughs> like the other white meat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we'd like to start things off with a little bit of what's new, and I actually have something that's a what's new category. Does anyone have a question? Well, you can go first then. Oh, okay. Well, and this could be something that happened lately, or a classic family story, but this just happens to have happened over the weekend uh, we have a grandson uh, who I'll leave his name out of it but he's 15 he'll be 16 in in the summer sometime Ju- July I think so he's a teenager and uh, we were at my uh, number of four son's house uh, having a dinner after church on Sunday and uh, after dinner my son says, hey, do you want to try the one-chip challenge? Have you guys ever heard of the one-chip challenge? Nope. I think so. It's one potato chip, but it has uh, Carolina Reaper peppers in it. <laughs> yeah, Those are hot, hot peppers? Super yeah. Hot. They're one oh. of the hottest peppers around. And the, the challenge is eat the one chip and then you now the challenge is over officially, but then you're supposed to videotape your response. Ah, this is hot or whatever. You're not supposed to drink any anything for like I think it's thirty seconds or a minute after you've eaten it, huh. and uh, see if you can handle it. You don't probably because you puke. You don't, you don't puke it up. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, this Carolina Reaper pepper. Uh, made my son react violently (laughs) my wife actually has a video clip of him "Ah, ah, ah." it was so hot but he he manned up he ate it he swallowed it uh he he didn't puke it out however the story gets interesting because you guys we've you know had gardens before and you go out and you pick the peppers and one thing mom and dad always say is don't touch your face. Don't rub your eyes. <laughs> Wash your hands before you do that. Well, he didn't do that. <laughs> ah, it's in my eye. It's in my eye. <laughs> like, Go flush your eye out with the water and get the bathroom sink. <laughs> and just well, wait. It'll burn him one more time when it's exiting his body. Probably. <laughs> we warned him about that. 
But if he had that kind of a movement to happen after he got back to his uh, place where he's staying in Alton. Oh, wow. But, but here's the thing. Get ready for a bleep. While he's flushing his eye from the bathroom, suddenly we hear, Ow, oh, my dick is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I know what he did. <laughs> like, you're supposed to wash your hands, especially body. before you go to the bathroom, dude. <laughs> You touch that, touch your wiener, it'll burn that too. That's what he did. That's what he said. I know. He should have peed on his hand, maybe like uh, when you get stung by a sea stung urchin or a jellyfish. A, maybe yeah, that would help. Jellyfish, yeah. <laughs> well, some peppers, you got to wash your hands more than just once. <laughs> yeah, he would have had to wash his hands <laughs> a couple of times on that one because that capsaicin does, does not wash off easily. I eat it, lots it, of hot it, peppers. But it was so funny because he was so calm and collected as he ate the chip, and suddenly it's like the the heat kicked in. He's like, uh, uh. <laughs> and then he's his face yeah, because you know his... a teenager they can do anything. They're cool and they do everything perfect. Uh, so I can we... just imagine I could eat this chip, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. and you know my son to to you know show some solidarity ate one too, and he's like. He didn't react at all. Or it's like, you know, if you don't breathe, it doesn't make it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop breathing. You'll be okay. <laughs> Hold your breath and swallow like medicine. <laughs> you can breathe through your nose. You don't want to breathe through your mouth. <laughs> so that's a, a recent family update there. <laughs> well, that's funny. Poor kid. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. You, uh, whenever I pick him in the garden, when, when I used to go, when I pick him in the garden, when I go to, I would slice them up before I canned them. You have to put rubber gloves on. <laughs> and that's, yeah. And that's jalapenos. This is, we're talking right. like Carolina Reaper pepper, which is like, I want right. more time. Yeah, any peppers. I've, I've grown cayenne peppers and, you know, oh. I've got habaneros, but I don't go any hotter than that myself. But, yeah, the reaper is hotter than that. I know. <laughs> I'm a wimp. I don't do hot peppers. <laughs> I I might have could have, but I I would didn't feel like I was up to it, so I just told him no, no, not today. <laughs> All right, goodness. The, the, the company that makes these is a company called Paqui P A Q U I, and you can look them up on the web. Look for that name with one chip challenge, and it tells you all about it. But the challenge is over. It was for last year, 2021. Huh. So it's officially over. Wow. I guess you can buy, instead of a bag of chips, you buy, and it only has one or two chips in it, because that's all you need. I guess. Yeah. You get a whole big family-sized bag of weighs 16 ounces. There we go, kids. You take a bag of chips like I got right here, you know, and you put them in a bowl, then you just take your hot sauce and Pour it on top of the chips and then eat them like that. Yeah, well, that'd be pretty good actually. But you know, hot sauces, you know, Tabasco is. It's only going to be you. You just open the bag and pour some hot sauce in it, shake it up, close the bag, shake it up, and eat the chip. It it seemed like whenever we were doing vending, we there was some brand of chip that we that came with a little Tabasco bottle inside the bag, and you could do that if you wanted to spice them up. I forget what brand it was though. Yeah, but they make some pretty hot ones already like red hot ripplets by old vienna they make those those are extremely hot 
Well, they used to be. I'm sure there's hotter ones now, but. But, yeah, we we have a, a video evidence of the kids reaction. Now, Robin didn't get all of it. She just got the part where he was, like, initially reacting. But she didn't keep it running while he was in the bathroom touching <laughs> his face and parts. Wow. What kind of story you got, Jill? Anything? Well, any up, I mean, the only thing I got is update on my leg. I go to the doctor tomorrow. I still hobble around. Uh, Not much happening. I mean, just been staying home off my foot. This week has been a very calm, mellow week at my house. My my uh, stepdaughter, her name rhymes with Tim. Uh, she's going to have a baby boy in a week from today. Oh yeah, a week from yesterday. A week from yesterday, she's going to have a baby. He's probably going to be about 20 pounds. And yeah, he's coming to Sarian. He'll probably be about eight pounds. <laughs> That's why it's so funny. It's like, we're going to have a baby, a baby born on next week. It's like, you, you know, that, yeah, on March 14th, he's going to be born. How do you know? They can schedule it now. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but if something happens where she'd go into labor before that, of course, it may come sooner, but. We'll see. Maybe, yeah, maybe it would be twenty pounds to make up for her her older daughter who was born premium was only like what two pounds. Right. <laughs> but then uh, she's not. You know, this, she's still having this done before the regular due date. It ain't like past due or anything. But still, I thought like, I was gonna say her baby's two two hundred pounds, and she's week, <laughs> week what? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. That'll be on week thirty seven. Yeah. She's gonna have it done on week thirty seven out of forty two, ain't it? <laughs> 40. 40 or 42 is how, how long it goes. Whatever. I don't, I don't know the exact reasons why. But Well, you know, those, those last three or four weeks are like the longest. I, I think I've seen a tweet saying those last four months of pregnancy last nine months. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it seems because they're so miserable. Because you know, leading up to it, it's like, I can handle this. This is no big deal. I can handle this. Why? And so that last month, it was like, Come on, kid, get out of my body. <laughs> yes, you want your body back because you're peeing every five minutes and you can only eat a little bit because there's so much baby in there that you don't have room to have a yeah. decent meal. So you might, I remember going like to McDonald's and I'd eat my French fries and take my hamburger home because I'd be so full. But then in an hour, I'd be starving again. So I'd eat my hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Like having a little tapeworm in there or something. Huh? We got our little spare bedroom all cleaned out so that our three-year-old granddaughter after her baby brother's born she's going to come stay with us for a week or two just so they can spend some time getting up all hours of the night caring for that baby yeah, <laughs> yeah. well so, <laughs> lots of uh, fun stuff happening around baby. that sounds sounds funny world uh, hey, and if anybody wants to add their funny uh, life stories, send us an email. We can re- talk about it here. Or maybe we can have you on as a guest. We can talk, have you talk about it yourself. Kiss for your father? Okay. Mm, well, uh, moist, but otherwise satisfactory. But right now, it's time to move on to our holidays. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays. 
And today is Be Nasty Day. Naughty, naughty. Yeah. Huh. Now, I should have got some more than B jokes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I looked this up because I know, know what the word nasty, where, where it comes <laughs> from. It's, it's, uh, was coined uh, related to a 1800s cartoonist named Thomas Nast. And uh, let me tell you what. Well, I'll, I'll read it later. I have, have something that I want to read about Thomas Nast. Let's do the headlines here first. Quite right. Uh, it is uh, Commonwealth Day, uh, International Women's Day. Imagine that. As if we don't already know, it's Women's Month all month long. It is uh, National Oregon Day, National Organize Your Office Day, which I still have not done, National Peanut Cluster Day, yum, National Proof Reading Day, which I tend to do a lot at my office. (laughs) You're wonderful. Yeah, ain't I? Uh, March 9, Wednesday. Somebody complaining? <laughs> you know why? Because March 9th is National Get Over It Day. Get Over It Day. <laughs> Tomorrow? <laughs> National Meatball Day. National No Smoking Day. Ooh. National False Teeth Day. <laughs> uh, National Barbie Day. Amerigo Vespucci Day, which Amerigo Vespucci is who America is named after. Amazing. You would think it'd be Columbus, but no. National Crab Meat Day. And now before we go on March 10, I just want to say, you know, False Teeth Day. At least there's, you know, one of us here who can celebrate that. Yeah. (laughs) But as far as there's no smoking day, I think we're all, you know. Don't overdo it. Um, let's see, March 10th, Thursday, National Pack Your Lunch Day in your brown bag. Take a brown bag to school. Oh, sorry, brown bag, you can't say that word anymore. The social justice police have canceled it. Uh, it is, though, World Kidney Day, Popcorn Lovers Day. So if you love popcorn, time to feast. That's what yeah. I had for dinner last night, popcorn. <laughs> oh. It is uh, National Ranch Day. So I guess go to a dude ranch and celebrate. National Women and Girls HIV Day. Hmm. National Landline Telephone Day. National Blueberry Popover Day. Mario Day, which I do not know. Oh, technology. It must be Mario, like the, the game. Uh, International Day of Awesomeness. <laughs> Very awesome today. <laughs> it is International Bagpipe Day. Maybe not so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I got something for you. You can mail it to me. Oh, March 11, Friday. Ooh, this is the day I have a Roto-Rooter planned at my back door. Uh, it is 311 day, whatever in the world that is. Safety awareness. That's news to me. 
three, one, one. I guess because if you don't celebrate Safety Day, it is National Funeral Director and Mortician Day. <laughs> so you better celebrate Safety Day or else. <laughs> it is National Oatmeal Nut Waffles Day. Wow. <laughs> Sounds interesting. I might have to try that, but I doubt that I do. Oatmeal Nut Waffles. National Proposal Day. Proposal Day? Uh, Prompisal Day. Oh. I haven't got a clue. World Plumbing Day. Yeah, that'll be me. I have my plumbing rooted out. <laughs> uh, Worship of Tools Day. <gasps> my tools. <laughs> this is my hammer and my screwdriver. Tool man. <laughs> Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Please let me alone. Let me go home. Uh, March 12th. Somebody I know has a birthday that day, whose house I had dinner at last Sunday. Huh, yeah. But it is National Plant of Flower Day. National oh. Girl Scout Day. Ooh. Mm. International Fanny Pack Day. So everybody get those fanny packs out. Be sporting them on that day. I got one. <laughs> I, I got, got two. I got a couple of them, but I don't wear them much anymore. Uh, it is the Aztec New Year for all you listeners out there who are Aztec. <laughs> I think they all died off by now. <laughs> uh, Alfred Hitchcock Day. Please, don't talk like that. You frighten me. March 13th, Sunday. I think Jill knows somebody has a birthday on that day. Yeah, my oldest daughter. Your youngest son and my oldest daughter's today. Yeah. Well, on her day. birthday, it is National Coconut Tort Day, National Jewel Day. I bet she would like that one better. Oh, yeah. It is National Canine Veterans Day, uh, National Open Umbrella Indoors Day. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go wild and crazy with that one. It is National Good Samaritan Day. Yeah, wow, lots of stuff. Not overwhelming, but plenty of things to do. Oh, pretty to back up, yeah, sure. Uh, right. Let's move on to March 14th, Monday. Somebody else's birthday, Terry, was talking <laughs> about. It's going to be that day. Uh, it is National Learn About Butterflies Day. I guess that's a nice day for that. <laughs> that's really a butterfly in, in Kim's belly and not a baby. It's uh, going to come out of its cocoon. <laughs> Um, it is National Write Your Story Day. So if you write a book, sit down and write out your story. When I was a baby, I was born. <laughs> uh, National Potato Chip Day. There we go. That's a good day for that uh, one chip challenge. People try it out. Pecky, P-A-Q-U-I is, is the brand. Look it up. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it is National Pie Day, 3.14. Yeah, pie. That kind of pie day. Yep. National oh, Mapping Day. M A P P I N G, not N A P P I N G. <laughs> yeah. It is International Day of the Mathematics. So celebrate your math. That's right. Uh, International Day of Action for Rivers. Aren't rivers always in action? Do they need to have you a day think for that? So. 
They're always going downstream. Uh, they're always flowing. <laughs> yeah. It is eight hours day. I think it's more than eight hours in a day, but whatever. You forgot it's, what I'm referring It's a federal historical day. I haven't got a clue. I think somebody mm-hmm. made that one up. Uh, now, we've had a Commonwealth Day, I think today. Well, next week is Commonwealth Day in Canada. Canberra huh. Day sounds Australian to me. Um, March 12th, didn't, did you mention it was daylight savings time too? It didn't say on here, but it is daylight savings time on Sunday. Um, brain Awareness Day. I'm aware. I have a I have brain. A brain. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should find that Wizard of Oz clip of the Scarecrow. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Do? Why, if I had a brain, I could... I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. And my head, I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. If I only had a brain. So all that was on Monday, the 14th. Am I on voice? Now, wrapping out the week, um, March 15, Tuesday. So get a heads up for next week. National Show, wait, Shoe the World Day. Um, which, yeah, fashion. So, shoe has on your feet, put shoes on all the world. Wonder what size shoe the world takes. <laughs> I don't know. It must be a big one. No, but I know the belt size. Uh, uh, it is World Social Work Day. Now, I think there's a lot of social work that needs to be happening over there in Ukraine right about now. Huh. Uh, World Contact Day. I haven't got a clue. I guess contact somebody. Uh, World Consumer Rights Day. Dumbstruck Day. Ah, I'm so dumbstruck. I just know what to think. Dumbness. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I guess that's all there is. Isn't it St. Patrick's Day too, the 15th? No, the 15th is the Ides of March. Oh. That's all I got, apparently. Um, Yeah, I don't. Well, that's Tuesday. For some reason, my calendar ends with that. I have a gripe. What's that? A gripe. What is it? It's when you're I, I, I don't understand over something. I don't understand why this this conflict in Russia has anything to do with our gas prices going sky high. I thought we got you know, you're, I think you're right because I, I read a statistic that we only get from five to ten percent of our gas from Russia. And that's so stupid. Any little conflict, a hurricane or flood or fire. So I, I can see it going up by five to ten percent, but not doubling. <laughs> it's four dollars and fifty nine cents yeah. right here. Well, uh, I, I think it was over the weekend. It was just under four dollars here, but it may be over four dollars now. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's over four dollars down here. But hey, that's a gripe. This is that sounds funny. <laughs> we can move on if you're done with your holidays to our news. Well, I thought story. it was pretty funny when you said 
gas price is four fifty nine. I said, <laughs> "That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. What is it for real?" She's like four fifty nine. I go, "No, uh, yeah. it's like a pack of cigarettes out there." Yeah, yeah. I seen on Facebook somebody posted that uh, they're closing this weekend. They're going to be able to afford a full tank of gas. Hmm. They got a loan. <laughs> You can get yeah. beer cheaper you, to you get. You get a tank of gas that doubles the value of your car. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the personality, ability, and magnetism to give it that terrific final punch. You can put it over with a bang. Oh, we hey, got real quick. Uh, like I said, I, I looked up some stuff about Thomas Nast. I, I'm not going to maybe read this verbatim, but uh, this first thing is his obituary, and it pretty much says it all about who he was. Uh, he died in 1902. Uh, he worked for Harper's Weekly. Uh, he has been uh, given the name of the father of caricature. He, he did a lot of political cartoons. He's is responsible for popularizing the donkey as a Democratic symbol and the elephant as a Republican symbol. And he's also responsible for our current uh, image of what Santa Claus looks like. Uh, oh. Because of his political cartoons, he helped to get Lincoln reelected in 19, or 19, 1864. Uh, and, and through his career until he died, uh, he, he would always do polit political cartoons and uh, things like that. And of course, his biting satire and wit uh, got him to his name coined as that's a nasty remark because originally it just meant, you know, he was very satirical and witty and biting dry humor type of a thing. But these days the word nasty could mean something a little more mean or gross. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yep. Yep. by Avon reflects a new kind of world happening now all around you. Avon's Patterns is a new fragrance in collectible forms. New colors in transparent lipsticks. Avon's newest beauty fashion is as alive and fashiony and forward-moving as you. Ask your Avon representative about the new fragrance and colors in patterns. They keep happening right along with your world. Terry Hogan Helsley, your friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com slash T Hogan Helsley. That is front slash T-H-O-G-A-N-H-E-L-T-S-L-E-Y. 
Thank you. This is where we like to move into our news, news. segment. I didn't consult anybody, so I hope. I got a good one. I'll go first with this. Go ahead, because I saw. My first odd story is you know how we have porch pirates that take packages off people's porches. <laughs> I know what this you're going to This guy was out making the delivery out of his truck, and somebody actually went into his truck and stole some packages. Oh, and wow. the headline says, uh, oh, and this happened in Denver, I'll say that. But, uh, a box of human heads that were stolen uh, off of this truck. This is a man with a problem, say. Boy, can you imagine what somebody's going to do when they open that box to see what they stole? Maybe it's electronics, that. maybe it's furniture, maybe it's clothes. Maybe it's a human head! Ah! <laughs> yeah, I was like, gross. Yeah, but it had the sticker on there saying that it was for research and education. Oh, wow. And so, I don't know, maybe they thought it would be something educational. <laughs> maybe it's some homeschooling material for my kids. Oh, but I thought, wow, if you open that and see a human head, maybe that would scare them into quit stealing. And Yeah, you would think. Oh. Yeah, so they graduate from porch pirates to robbing the Amazon truck pirate. Wow. There's something frightening about it. Frightening and fascinating. That's perfect. Yeah, that's about all there was to that one. There was a sticker that said science care, and that is, like I said, for science and education, was on its way to somewhere. I don't remember if the article even said where it was going. When people donate their body to science, that was part of that program. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, I, I I hope the crook puts them back in the mail. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they where they belong. <laughs> hey, look at these. Cool. Return to sender. <laughs> well, return to sender, please. I promise I'll never it. steal again. Until next time. Right. <laughs> Let me save oh. until Halloween. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, like a funny story. Shrunken heads out of you know tannin or something. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I was going to see if you had something. My funny story. There's a. I know Jill saw this one too. Probably a woman in North Carolina is fighting against the DMV to keep her personalized license plate. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> There's a reason for that. Most men have some weakness. Find it and you've got them. Okay. Her license plate reads the word F-A-R-T. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I know somebody on that story show who would like to have that one. <laughs> Does her car backfire a lot? <laughs> she, she applied for it in October and was pleasantly surprised when she actually got the plate with those letters on it. And she put it on the back of her pickup truck. But then in February, she got a letter from the DMV saying there was numerous complaints and she needed to take that license plate off unless she could provide a reason why she needed that plate. Maybe she was... uh... Uh, what they call a doctor works on your butt. <laughs> and so, so she got a group of her friends together and they, they founded a group and called it friends 
of Asheville Recreational Trails. <laughs> uh, there we go. And she submitted the letter to the DMV, and she's anxiously waiting a reply. <laughs> Hopefully she can keep on fart. <laughs> fart. North Carolina. What if we could do that here? We're over in Missouri. Apply for it. Yeah. <laughs> Apply for a, a, a fart license plate. Listen. There's been crazy people hanging around the studio all day. Sure. <laughs> well, uh, my first one is a Massachusetts man who tries to enter a zoo's tri- tiger cage and gets arrested. Why would you want to get in a tiger cage? Yeah, that's a good question, but I'm glad he got arrested instead of eaten. <laughs> right. <laughs> in Boston. A Worcester man was arrested for trying to enter the tiger enclosure after breaking into Franklin Park Zoo. Uh, The state police said that when questioned, the man only said, I'm very interested in tigers. But there sure is something funny going on. Yeah, you'd be interested in being tiger poop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matthew Abraham, age 24 allegedly climbed over a gate to get into the zoo uh, at around 9 a.m., had to scale several fences, ignored warning signs, but was unable to gain access to the tiger enclosure. Uh, the, uh, the zoo of New England, which operates a 72-acre zoo, said in a statement that he was in an area behind the tiger exhibit not meant for the public. Uh, when he approached my staff, he ran away. Uh, but, of course, he was quickly located and arrested and all like that. Wow. So again, I'm glad he got arrested. Didn't get any injuries? Huh? Was that the one that got his arm bit off or something? No, he, he didn't even get in the tiger cage. They, they caught him before he got there. He was just uh, prowling around behind the tiger area whenever they approached him and he ran away. He's just interested in tigers. Well, tigers are interesting. I grant you that. But yeah, but you need to look at them from a distance. Not yeah, I wouldn't want to pet one. <laughs> from a distance, he said, Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Look at the little kitty. <laughs> Well, since you did my other news story, I'm going to just say uh, <laughs> that uh, the weird news story that I got in my mind is I was watching it this morning and it's been nice all last week. You know, I slipped on the ice one week and it's been nice. We're supposed to get more snow on Friday. <laughs> oh, wow. Friday. Yeah, I've heard something about that. Two more that's, inches. That's my odd news story. I'm tired of this weather going back and forth. Uh, yeah, well, they say when March comes in like a lion, it goes out like a lamb. And, you know, vice versa. Yeah, so hey, maybe with all this uh, weird weather, sometimes the, sometimes the Easter Bunny slips in the snow too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah. Sometimes Easter can come as early as the middle of March. Sometimes. Well, then I you got one Terry or I, oh yeah, I got a bunch more. I, I got two. Go more. ahead. There's uh, I got one that's. Uh, the world's smallest movie theater. They all get the same careful testing for purity and potency. In Canada, 
they it was a um, it is a theater that's got 13 seats in it hmm. and it is a hundred and seventy uh, hold on it's got it's, it was modeled after an old Victorian style theater with velvet roping and uh, seating it was a gift shop at one time and then they used the pull down screen and folding chairs and there's like uh they would say they were doing local films around town but then they started getting bigger production movies coming in so it's an actual working movie theater right cool and it's they call it the little little prince theater or something Hmm. Never Richard, huh? <laughs> Tootie Fruity. It's the yeah. smallest, let's see what they call it. This, the, the smallest purpose built 175 square feet. So huh. I calculated that out. That's only a room like. Wow, yeah. That's, that's just a small 12. room. <laughs> that's like the living room here. Well, if it was 12 by 12 room, it'd be 144, 12 by 12. So it's, it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, it's a little bigger than that. Maybe a thirteen I'm sitting, or fourteen. I'm sitting in my I'm sitting in my office down at the blind uh, office, uh, reading the story. I go, wow, this room is ten by ten, but I can turn it and make an even smaller movie theater. Wow! <laughs> 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 oh. That's all I got about that. Well, let's see. The movie I'm, theater. I'm trying to decide here. Uh, I got two stories. You know, I'm going to do this one instead. I'm going to skip the other one. Let's do a second story. Uh, this one says, Twitter gets cheeky over a super bowel contest. Touche, spelled T-U-S-H-Y, Tushy, a manufacturer of bidets <laughs> is offering $10,000 uh, to the best post-Super Bowl photo uh, sent on what it calls Super Bowl Monday. So I think oh, gross. <laughs> guess why you take a picture of for the contest. Somebody sitting on the potty. <laughs> Yeah, the bidet is holding company is holding an unusual Super Bowl contest. Uh, made a big splash with its user with Twitter users. Fairly <laughs> <laughs> uh, unsurprisingly, Twitter users had lots of thoughts about the crap Super Contest. Uh, I can't believe I'm raising a child where this exists. One person tweeted. <laughs> uh, Bless the people who will, who will be reviewing the pics. Uh, keep the Tushy's social team with your thoughts and prayers. Uh, Satan came up with this campaign. At <laughs> least it's all... just pictures and you don't have to, it's not like a scratch and sniff. <laughs> yeah, you just take a picture of a big pile of crap on your, your toilet for Super Bowl Monday. Some people had questions. Uh, why, 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 why do this? What's wrong with you? 
<laughs> what can go wrong? Somebody asked. Uh, and the company's social media team did have a response for the woman who asked a very simple question. Why? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody poops. And it's time for somebody to make a ton of money off of that. <laughs> uh, so they asked people specifically to hold off on submissions, but some couldn't help submitting early entries. So, yeah. Now, I'm sure maybe a gastro doctor, gastrointestinal doctor would look at those and go, oh, that guy needs to be checked out or that. Yeah. Whoever sent them that. You send your poop photos and have it examined by a professional doctor. <laughs> That's just not a normal color. <laughs> but then think about what they're eating on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> That's, That's the story. <laughs> wow. I have so one she, more story that's kind of so related with the, with the whole fart fart license plate and that poop story there. Here's another one that's closely related. In New York City, a man's wallet, that's close to your poop story. Yeah. <laughs> a man's wallet was returned with all of its contents. It had $4,000 in it. Well, they're more likely to scoff at the whole thing and put it down to imagination. That doc is a polite way of saying I'm unstable, mentally unbalanced. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Wow. Oh, wow. A nice citizen in New York turned the wallet in. The police notified the owner of the wallet, and it was returned to him with all the money in it. Wow. Some honest citizens. Other there. people, 6,000 other people in New York said, hey, I lost my wallet too. What's your there is one honest person left in New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good for them. <clears throat> so I guess that's all in Well, like I said, I did have the one other one, but we'll keep it short for the sake of brevity. Time for a moment of classic comedy. Fred Allen walks down Allen's alley to ask about the wartime fish shortage. Well, Portland, we uh, we better before we find out just how much they will stand for. We can, we can bet. Right there, laughing at something we hope to have next week, are you? Portland, we had better run for Allen's Alley. Have you a question for tonight? Oh, our question tonight is, how did the fish shortage bother you? Shall we go? As the piece of string said to the finger, why not? <laughs> I should have brought my chair with me. <laughs> Portland, here we are back in Allen's Alley. I'll see if Senator Bloat is there. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, Senator Bloat, uh, what about the fish problem? If my bill, the Bloat bill, goes through, yes. this country will never have another fish shortage. Well, what does your bill advocate? Every person who's doing nothing to help the war effort will be given the fishing line and some bait. Yes. The fishing lines will be thrown into the water. When every person who is doing nothing to help the war effort has his line in the water... With all these jerks, we'll soon have enough fish to feed America. I think so. <laughs> Well, I think the Senate <laughs> was hardly worth the trouble, was it, Senator? <laughs> From telling those kind of jokes, the Senator's starting to get whiskers on himself there. I... <laughs> well, I think the Senator has something there, and I hope he returns to clean it up. Now, let's see how... Uh... Let's see how Mrs. Prawn is doing. 
Well, what is it? Miss... <laughs> Mrs. Prawn, is anyone alive on this program? I would like to... Well? We might be the annex to the Smithsonian Institute for our come to life here. Mrs. Prawn, did the fish shortage bother you? No. Every day I sent my husband over to the aquarium. I see. In no time, he was back with a mess of fish. Say, that was a good idea. Yes. Any time you want fish, send the worms. (laughs) Well, we take leave of Mrs. Prawn and see who's in next door here. No. (laughs) Ah, Mr. Nussbaum, how do you feel about this fish business? Oh, fish are meeting morning, noon, and night. White fish, blue fish, red fish. What red fish? Salmon is purple, maybe. <laughs> also, I'm eating flambers, keepers, sardines. You, in other words... <laughs> in other words, you were crazy about fish. Oh, ho. Chip, oh, ho, I should take you. Besides eating, also I'm keeping in a goldfish bowl at Sturgeon. Irving by name. Irving? Irving was your pet Sturgeon? My little finny pal. You, uh, you liked, you liked Irving, huh? Oh, when I'm coming home, Irving is leaping in the goldfish bowl for joy. Really? With the things he's waving on me. Gosh. The caviar Irving is spelling out, oh, Lord, my boy. <laughs> you were inseparable. Until it's coming the fish shortage. Well, what happened? Suddenly there's no fish. For two weeks I'm not eating fish. I'm going shark raving mad. <laughs> you were you were fish famished, eh? Every night I'm coming home, I'm looking on Irving. Your sturgeon was still glad to see you? With caviar, Irving is still spelling out, Hello, my brother. <laughs> and then? One night Irving was gone. The goldfish bowl was in. Mr. Nussbaum, you mean? With cream cheese, Irving was delicious, didn't you? <laughs> That brings us to the little weed-covered cottage at the end of the alley. Bonsoir all, s'il vous plaît. Falstaff's here with Rondelay. You, uh, you haven't more poems tonight. Indubitably. Have you heard he was just a little pigeon, and yet he had religion? No. Or uh, when his antlers caught in the chandelier, the big buck deer said, Vayersvir. No. The uh, stalk had come. The doctor used penicillin. Two minutes later, the baby was whistling. <laughs> oh, Stab, you have upset everything. Tonight we have been mulling over the fish shortage. Precisely why I am here. I have spawned a scansia. You have? <laughs> what is your poem called? The whale called a meeting. Well, how does it go? The big bull whale said a meeting, I decree, and he blew a spout that shook the sea. The fish came in schools, the porpoise and seal, the flying fish flew, crabs hitchhiked on eels. The minnows scurried, the haddock and sturgeon joined the tuna and cod who needed no urgent. When all were assembled, from jellyfish to trout, 
The whale said, here's what this meeting's about. Fish can't fight Hitler with guns or with powder. But we can give our lives for fish dinners and chowder. Fish are like soldiers, for news we all pine. So to keep us both happy, please, drop us a line. Well, thank you, Paul Stan. <laughs> Which means it's time for... Gil's Gil's Words. Gil's Words. Not very enthusiastic this morning. Everybody shut up. Hey, hey, hey. So we're not on the the F-bombs anymore. We're doing the G-bombs. G-bombs now. G-strings. F-bombs, G-strings. Yeah. (laughs) No (laughs) G-strings. Garbist. Garbage. Garbage. Garbist. Garbist is a noun. Garbits, like B I T S. It's B I B I S. Garbist. Garbist. Garbit. It, it's somebody who can't pronounce garbage, so they have a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> it's premature Gar- garbage. Garbit. <laughs> Gar is a fish, so it's like fish sticks. Garbits. Well, garbist. It's a noun. Or maybe one it's the, who the, is the, adept in engaging in polite behavior. I'm glad you said that instead of what, what I was going to say. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> because it is nasty, baby. Here's one for you. Gastrophilanthropist. Somebody who loves their guts. Instead of I hate your guts, I love your guts. It's a noun. You want to guess, Terry? Um, Big word. (laughs) Somebody who bites the fart bubbles in the bathtub. Oh, yeah. Because they just love those gastro exhaust fumes. Well, this word tell means. Us. Tell us, tell us. The benevolent purveyor for appetites of others. So, hey, all them big words, I don't know really so, what that still means. The, 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 somebody, like you said, a benefactor. So, it's somebody who loves to do stuff. Because uh, gastro could also refer to your stomach. So, they love to do food things for other, it gives people taste uh-huh. of treats, I guess. With feathers. Did you say that? With feathers? <laughs> uh, no. I, I don't think I did. It sounded like you said they do it with feathers. They, <laughs> they, they do it for others. Oh, for oh, others. Oh. In other words, I I, I'm a gastrophile, so I love to make tasty treats for other people. I thought maybe it meant somebody that wanted to tickle their tummy with feathers. Well, that, maybe that's it. Maybe you flunked that class. <laughs> Our next word is goat drunk. Goat drunk. <laughs> it's a, it's an it's an inebriated farm animal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Ben Dillon was like, I bought you for my horns. <laughs> Don't butt a drink. Drink a butt. Bah. There's three of you. Ah. Hey, Billy Well, this kind of, I mean, makes sense. I mean, goat drunk, it's a made nascivious drunk by alcohol. Yeah, Wait, pretty what? much, or drunk as a goat. So that was kind of a simple word if you break it down. I've been around a lot of drunk guys, and I've never seen them sticking their heads and butt somebody in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> drunk as a goat. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess he, you know, that on, on SNL years ago, they used to have that guy, goat boy. Yeah. Remember the 80s? Gonna yeah. familiarize. Our next word is gobe moosh. It's a noun. Gobe moosh. It's a drunken goat and a moose. I can't talk about gobe moosh. Gobe moosh. Gobe. It's a whole gob. It's a herd of mooses. It's a whole herd of a gob of them. It's a gob of poops. Moose. A gob of moose. <laughs> a gob of moose poop. It's a big pile of yeah, moose. That's the sound that makes me step on it. Moose. <laughs> you learn the definitions of nouns and prepositions. Literal seizure mission. And that's why I think it's a good time. This God. word means one who believes anything Uh-oh. so if you so believe gullible. what terry said <laughs> <laughs> that's like naive then <laughs> yeah gaboosh gaboosh you're so gaboosh don't be so good next next word is gowned it's a noun Gowned. It's when, it's when you go to sleep and you wear your nightgown, or you go to a, a ball and you wear your ball gown. You, you're dressed oh, up on a gown. It's gown in the past form. <laughs> yeah, you, you have been gowned when you wear your. Like your the gown. queen was crowned and then she was gowned. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not quite right. Work on that grammar. This word means the gunk that forms in the corner of your eyes. Oh, eye burgers? Yeah, eye boogers. I call them eye boogers. That's what I've always It has an official name, gown. Wow. Yep. Who came in with that stupid word? I don't know. (laughs) I think eye boogers says it all. Yeah. Yeah. Booger. (laughs) Nose poop. Yeah. Our next word is goof. I'm assuming G O F F, goof. 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 Oh, it's a verb. They didn't know how to spell goth. Go off. Goof yourself. (laughs) Go. (laughs) There's an apostrophe there. Goof yourself. Goof yourself. (laughs) 
Well, you, you know, see, a, a gopher is somebody who goes for something. So a gopher is somebody trying to think what they want. To, they they got to go for. I want you to go for something, but I don't want you want, want you to go for yet. So go f- <laughs> for that. <laughs> hmm. um, well, those are some good guesses. Like I could care less. But they're all wrong. <laughs> it's a girl oof. Yeah. You oof. Oh, you're a girl. You're a goof. <laughs> there you go. You better slow down and use the right pronoun. You might stare stupidly at a goof. That's what goof means to stare stupidly at something. Oh, wow. Okay, oh, okay. I'm a goofing at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the flame. Stare stupidly at the flame. Oh, whenever that's whenever kids have their noses pressed on their uh, iPhones and uh, iPads, or their goof, their brains are being sucked out. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Let's see our next word. Gorish. Oh my gorsh. Oh my gorsh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh my gorsh. That's how good that's how goofy says it. Oh my gorsh. Oh wait a minute, that's not <laughs> she's giving us the wrong words. Grimthorpe is the word. Grimthorpe. Yeah. Well Jim Thorpe was a well known uh, American athlete in the early nineteen 19- Hundreds, so it's Jim Thorpe when he's having a bad day. He's very grim. Grim Thorpe. Grim, grim Thorpe, Thorpe is a verb. Oh, so. to, gri- to grim Thorpe something. What's a verb? <laughs> An action word. So you you have to be out there grim Thorping when you want to. Uh, I don't know. Thorpe your grims. <laughs> Go grim Thorpe yourself. Uh, wow, I don't even know what what that would be. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> well, are you guys done guessing? I'm done. Yeah. As a possessive, it's a contraction. What's a contraction? Well, it's showing a war over before it's time to show you four kids. Grimthorpe is Jill. Come on, Grimthorpe is. To restore or renovate an ancient house building no. with Martha excessive spending rather than with skill. With what? You spend more on your ancient building and less with less skill. Uh, so like a, a money pit. <laughs> you're working on the money pit. Yeah. I guess you're paying more people to fix it than because you don't know how. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to do it, so you hire, <laughs> you, you hire the, the like. guy that Terry hires to do all of his work to <laughs> yeah. his house. Yeah. And it takes forever to do like a closet or something. Oh. Okay, now here's some notes. Syntax, you're always we got Our last words. word for yes. the day is gymnologize. Gymnologize. You're knowledgeable yeah, gymnologize. about gymnologize. You, you and it's a verb. And you're very knowledgeable about how to exercise. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny when you hear what the meaning is. Because uh, Jim, uh, Jim, what? Gymna. 
Gymnologize. Gymnologize. I, I still think I asked you was working out. Don't you gymnologize me. <laughs> this word means no X in espresso. Your participle down. It just sounds funny. <laughs> it does. And wait till you hear the meaning. It means to dispute uh, naked. Naked. <laughs> well, you know, when they used to go to the gym, they used to do that naked eons ago. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the Olympic athletes would compete naked. Yeah. When they first started. I did that on a top 10 list way back a long time ago. Maybe they should bring that back. <laughs> that way, yeah. when you have guys who think they're girls participating, you can tell. I see you're hanging any parts. You got here. <laughs> Yep, that's my words. That was eight words this week, but that last one I thought was funny. But I don't want your drama if you really want leave out that Oxford comma. Let's argue naked. Arguing naked. That doesn't get your clothes off. Go over. Let's let's argue about this. <laughs> yeah. And we can move on to Terry's top yes, ten. This is my word. Top ten. I mean, what kind of list you got for us? I have 10 things you didn't know you could get a prescription for. <laughs> this is really on the level, huh? All righty. Okay. Uh, this is as of February 22nd, 2022. Because some of the stuff is kind of weird. Okay. Some stuff may change. <laughs> Okay, you c- could get a prescription for rectal dilators. Oh, how cute! Oh, <laughs> dilate my rectum. All right, show it in there and dilate me. Or maybe it's a pill you take and your your rectum goes. Whoop. <laughs> oh my! Some, some I, I guess of the stuff you're constipated, you can take that. And this lifts it right out. Yeah. Some of the stuff's been. Uh, like all the way back to like the 1800s, and they're still writing prescriptions for things like that. You know, so I, I guess the old-fashioned way was to take two fingers, stretch <laughs> it out. <laughs> now you can take a rectal dilator pill. Number number nine, you can get a prescription in some places for beer. <laughs> what cage was he in? All right, mm-hmm. beer. <laughs> beer that's funny that has to do with our email today but we'll, we'll get there later <laughs> that a lot of them is up in canada there's hospitals that prescribe beer for people you, you have to have your daily uh dose, dose of beer. Do- doctor says so come on <laughs> number eight <laughs> <Kent>. <laughs> i can't even read it it's so funny <laughs> when ky jelly first came out you had to get a prescription for it because it's different and everybody likes it oh really yeah. and, hey, what about honeymoon next week can i get a prescription for some ky <laughs> and no it doesn't it's not kentucky jelly even though i say it is oh, yeah. kentucky kentucky jelly. Like number seven you can get a prescription for ad h d Video games. This is by far the greatest thing we've ever did. Yet. Oh, really? Yeah. 
as if the kid with ADHD didn't already have enough issues. <laughs> Maybe it's that called, helps slow them down. Mental stimulation. <laughs> it's called Endeavor RX, where you can get video games that helps with that, like Mind. Maybe felt and concentrate or soothe their brain down. Uh, it's prescribed by physicians for people with ADHD. Minecraft, similar to like Minecraft, you know they they had to concentrate on it. Right, they've done studies with like six hundred different kids or something, and you know it's like problem solving things. Wow. Maybe we can get a prescription for that for some of the ADHD kids here. Uh, <laughs> number six, argue. number six, you can get a prescription for leeches. This gets worse as it goes along. <laughs> Bring go back the leech. Find them all by yourself. <laughs> Bring back the leech. Do some bloodletting. They tap off the bad blood. <laughs> back in the old days, they would prescribe. The doctors would prescribe leeches because they thought that your blood, you had too much blood. And it would cause you, if you had too much blood in your body, it would cause you to be flatulent. Make you fart. Yeah. <laughs> Prescribe leeches. Put them on there. Suck your blood out. <laughs> Take away that. Take <laughs> away your friends of re- quit, recreational quit, trails. Huh? Quit eating all them beans in the south. Huh? <laughs> quit farting. Number five. Uh you can get prescription for passes to national parks. This isn't a joke, is it? It's no joke. Far from it. Oh, yeah. yeah. When the doctor says, you need to get out and get some fresh air. Yeah, the, huh. the, uh, the VA will issue uh, disabled veterans passes for national parks. And any, anybody in your vehicle can get in with you. The only thing it would cost you money for is if they have some kind of concessions there. Right. I, you know, they were saying, I, I don't know, I think they said a price or somewhere was like for like admissions, like $17 or something. And, yeah. Or, but uh, just being blind, disabled on your ID card, you can get it to where, you know, you go to right. state parks. Yeah. So I, I kind of knew about that one. Yeah. You can go fishing, you can go camping, you can go hunting, whatever. Uh, number five. Oh, wait. Hold on. That was number, number five is the parts. Four is you get a prescription for cooking classes. Be calm, my dear. All right. Huh. I, I'm obese. Can you give me a class on how to cook? That would be for, I said, maybe it's for, for skinny people. For, for the lone, for people who have depression and they're lonely. Uh, uh, so it's probably for healthy cooking. So you don't pick it on isolation, loneliness, cook, food classes that way because, you know, that leads to poor eating habits. And right. so, they prescribe cooking classes. So you can cook healthy food. Yeah. And plus they give you some directions so you're not so isolated and depressed. Yeah. Another one with that one there. Number three is you can get a prescription for fruits and vegetables. 
They have? Well, I better get over there immediately. Oh, related to that, Brian. I guess. Take two apples and call me in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had that final thought a while back about the, the guy who gave his girlfriend the uh, apple a day because he kept the doctor away. Yeah. We wanted to date her. <laughs> what else did I put? Um, which helps high blood pressure and poor access to healthy food. Antioxidants. <laughs> Number two. I already know this one. <laughs> you can get a prescription for a bicycle. I know, but they'll improve when I start whipping them into shape. Yeah, in some cases. Yeah. Pick it up at the drugstores. <laughs> yeah, they can order it. Have a bike shop make it for you. And to help stop obesity, number one, radon healing mines. Ah, oh, they seem to have things pretty well organized up here, don't they? What? Mines, like, and I, I have like read a minefield. <laughs> right, I go, okay, mines, like, M -I yes, M-I-N-E-S, but that's like, radon is a radioactive gas that's in the soil. Right. It helps, it can, it can lead to lung cancer, but they also have treated people letting them go into the radon mines underground mines oh, wow. radon and like hot springs and you can go down there and it helps heal yeah make sure you, heals you by exposing you to radon that's, that's weird <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to expose you to what kills you okay come on let's go cause lung cancer <laughs> Radon gas can help hmm. with pain and inflammation, severe arthritis. Huh. You can go to old uranium mines and sit in the... Your what? Uranus mines? <laughs> stick Uranus in the mine yeah. and soak it all up inside, get that gas in there to fart it out later with your license plate. Yeah. Unless you have not enough blood, that maybe you can. <laughs> that's uh, the last one. There. Hello, my name is Terry K. Helgen. If you are in the Wood River area, stop by and visit Terry's Mini Mall. I have some homemade crocheted items household goods, cleaning supplies, toys, seasonal merchandise, snacks, candy bars, soda, and more. Avon calling. Oh, did I forget? I also have Avon. Avon calling. Terry's Mini Mall is located at 300 North Wood River Avenue. You guessed it, in Wood River, Illinois. 62095. Visit my webpage at terrysminimall.com. T-E-R-R-Y-S-M-I-N-I-M-A-L-L.com. Or call my store at 618-471-9088. Thank you. Yay! That means it's time for Anchor Topic. 
Now, last week we talked about orientation and mobility and we'll let Jill share about how she gets around with her gimpy foot. Yep. Well, I actually was going to choose uh, the area of orientation and mobility last week anyway, because I've been reading in that one book, which I now can't remember the, the title. Uh, when you go blind, don't if strike. Blindness back strikes, don't strike out. Strike back or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lady in there talks a little bit about uh, should you use like a low tech techniques or high tech devices and some of the benefits of why you would want to use one or the other or both. And of course, the book was written some time ago and she gave some kind of a electronic doodad that probably is not on the market anymore, but it sounds like a sonic mini guide is what she was describing. Because it would use sound waves to detect what's in front of you. So if you're going to be walking, is it better to just rely on your cane or a tech high tech device? What do you guys the benefits and using different kinds, you mean? Right. Because you know there are guide dogs that you can get to help you walk, guide you. Some people like the canes because you don't have to feed them and some people have dog allergies and so they can't have a dog, but dogs are friendly and they well, you know, and they can bring up conversations, but then there is electronic stuff like the GPS that can get you where you need to go. Right. So there's lots of different um, handy well, adaptive equipment. I, I, I think any kind of a high-tech device will always have to supplement uh, either using a cane or a dog. Uh, to me, yeah, to, to me, as far as cane or dog goes, a lot of that personal preference, like you said, some of it's allergy, some of it's, you know, whatever. But whether it be a cane or a dog, that gives you on-the-spot help because you're, say you have a GPS, which is very handy. I can get from my house to uh, uh, the city hall. But, but as I'm going, hey, uh, I've arrived at the city hall, but I still have to find a door. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it says I arrived, I have to know, yeah, I arrived, but I have to walk up another 15 feet to find uh, the parking lot. And then once I find that, I got to find the sidewalk. And once I find that, I got to find the door. Uh, so the cane will always be indispensable. Uh, and the doodads, the technology is the extra layer. Right. Uh, With a dog, sometimes they are trained. You can tell them door and they will find that handle that sticks out because yeah. when they're not mad at you. So, yeah, you, you do need to treat your dog well. I mean, the dog does have a personality. <laughs> so, you got to re- respect them while they're trying to guide you. Uh, but sometimes it's uh, hard to do. But, yeah, the dog, it, they have enough intellect. You can say, find a door. They'll just walk you right to it. Where with a cane, you might have to search around a little bit. Yeah, because I'm um, thinking like a business with the like all glass windows in the front and then the doors, just the handle, you know, sticking out. So you got to hunt for that right. handle because everything else is just glass and you're not sure yeah. where exactly well, they, the door they might train be. for that, though. I mean, they, they go that extensive in the training to where, the, just like you're talking there, but still, that story before, you know, we were walking up to the door, Jack in the box. I said, 
you know, Derby, find a door. Oh, the drive through door. <laughs> and he took me down around through the drive through and up to the window. Yeah. And like, can I help you? It's like, I'm trying to find a door. My dog ain't taking me there. <laughs> and you have to give it to the dog because the dog knows, hey, we've through, been here before and we always drive, drive up this way. So this must be yeah. the drive thing. Sorry, what's the good? You went walking all around the, the building looking for the door. There's all glass like that. But still, we went through with training, we went through shopping centers and they had the door handles like that too but still i can see confusing to the dog with all glass windows and one hand (laughs) now so a a gps will will get you there but once you're there you still have to rely on old-fashioned techniques now if you had something like say the sonic mini guide uh which you hold in your hand, it shoots out sonic waves. It'll detect low tr- hanging tree branches, which is very handy. It'll detect uh, maybe whether it's a canary dog, they're walking too close to the edge, or maybe there's a wall or, or a row of hedges. As you're swi- sweeping left and right with your sonic devices, nothing to go to the right, bzz, nothing to go to the right. Bzz. And you'll tell when you get past that. And, you know, it, it'll help you detect obstacles and openings. Now, just because, like Jill said, there's, say, a glass front and a door just kind of flush. Well, this, even the Sonic Mini guys are going to help with that. Now, if the door was recessed and you knew it, then you could look for that recess on the wall. Uh, and so you, I guess no matter what fun technology toy you have, you have to know its limitations and you have to be able to kick in with your own troubleshooting skills when you want to find something. Another device is a compass. Years ago, I kept asking for my mobility instructor, can you get me a compass? Can you get me a compass? No, no, no. Because we find out that it only makes matters worse because blind people will feel the dial has braille dots around the dial and are too busy feeling the dial they lose track of where they're going. I thought, well, yeah, I, I get that. You know, I used to do a lot of uh, compass and map travel in the military. You, you don't look at your compass nonstop. You you set a landmark in the distance and you walk towards it. And periodically, you go about your compass to make sure you're still on your azimuth. And so I thought, that's all I need. I, I just need to know that when I'm walking into a big city and cars are on the left and suddenly cars are on the right, what did I do? If I had a compass, I could put yep, you're still traveling north. Like I must have hit a uh, an opening and got a big jack in the road. Yeah, I got <laughs> Caddy Wampus and went diagonal across the street. Well, there was a spell of no cars or something. And that yeah. has happened. That has happened. Well, there's, maybe there's a curb blend and you get angled just a little bit. Uh, and so having a compass, you can spot check. Well, I'm heading north. I don't know how I swap sides, but at least I don't know I'm going the right way. There's a compass and, on every iPhone. <laughs> yeah, there is now, but they didn't used to be. Yeah, there was there since the iPhone 4. No, no. Before the iPhone, before cell phones even oh, came okay. out. Okay. I'm talking. Okay. Before okay. people had the cell phone in their pocket, uh, they wouldn't give me a compass because it's like all, all I need is a spot check. But yeah, you're right now. If there's an iPhone, all but they did come out. They did out. have talking compasses though too, though. Before yeah, they had talking ones, they had braille ones. Yeah. Uh, and the drawbacks there, the talking ones really suck because they only tell you when you're walking dead north or dead 
east. In between, it's like northeast, northeast. It's like, yeah, but am I closer to zero or closer to 90? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know. You just have to stop and you slowly turn, beep, facing east. And then you, you can kind of get back on track. But, but again, it's just a spot check. It's just, just a tool to spot check. It's not meant for you to like put your finger on the dial. We're going to travel this beam. Yeah, it's not a it's not a homing beacon. It just helps spot checking. So, and, and I guess that's the takeaway here: is devices are wonderful. They can fill in a lot of data, whether you have a dog or a cane, or even if you're walking with somebody. Uh, but the thing is, once you get there, you 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 fine tuning it with your old fashioned techniques. <laughs> yeah. So. But that's uh, what I wanted to discuss last week. But hey, we did this time. Yeah. All right. So what happens now? Anyway, I do have an email. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? It starts out, Hi there, Jill, Terry, and Keith. Oh, wait, is this one shorter than the other? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's much shorter. <laughs> I work at a pub in a part of town that gets a lot of transient uh, traffic from the local airport. And there's always a different crowd and plenty of different faces and unusual stories. One night, a priest, a rabbi, and a polar bear walk into the bar and, oh, wait, that would be the beginning of a bad joke. <laughs> what <laughs> really happened with my story is it started when I noticed the customer walked in and ordered a beer. Uh, nothing unusual so far, but as he kept ordering one beer after another, I, I noticed he would look into his shirt pocket before he ordered. He must have had six or seven mm -hmm. drinks before I, I let my curiosity build up to get the be better of me. I had to ask him, why do you keep looking in your pocket? There must be something interesting in there. The man looks at me and he replies, I have a picture of my wife in my pocket. I carry it everywhere I go. Uh, trying to be accommodating to my client, I said, she must be something special for you to look at her there while you're traveling. Oh, I'm not traveling. I live right here in town, the man says. When I drink enough for her to start looking good, I'll go home. <laughs> Hope this makes it on the show. <laughs> From Randy Cumbria of uh, Beer, New England, Beer, England, uh, which is a village in Devon. So that, so I told you earlier, beer relates to our email. <laughs> I guess the guy had more than just a prescription. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and me and my true love will never meet again. Uh, anyway, we're down to our final thoughts. Yay. And I got a, several of them here. Yeah. Yeah, me too. What kind of dog doesn't bark? A hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Were the questions on the astronomy test hard? 
No, the questions weren't hard. The answers was the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they always are. (laughs) (laughs) During his speech, a doctor stopped to pause to look at his notes. He looked at the audience and asked, I can't read my own writing. Is there a pharmacist in the house? Hey, at a wedding, the the bride gets a shower, and the groom gets curtains. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, curtains, yeah. If you're not in over your head, how do you know how tall you are? <laughs> yeah. Jump with the five feet of water. Jump with the six feet of water. <laughs> uh, speaking of dogs, do people who buy their dogs expensive toys know about sticks? Would steal the soap out of the bathtub. The robber Ducky. Robber yeah. Ducky. Robber <laughs> Ducky, give me your soap. <laughs> well, let's see. Light travels from the sun. To the earth at 186,000 miles a second, but it's downhill all the way. <laughs> yeah, from the sun up in the sky down to the earth. <laughs> what how long it takes going back? <laughs> uh, but I have a question for you. What's that? If I had an irrational fear of bridges how would I get over it it's like uh, I'm a bridgephobic bridgephobic you just drive over it (laughs) I think you somebody did this before Uh, what do you call fake ravioli (laughs) what Oh, the in pasta. Yeah, yeah. It was just a little bit quiet there. <laughs> it probably got buried under your, your, your theme music. <laughs> you got sword, Jill? No, not really. I'm, but go ahead. What is round and angry? A vicious circle. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, that's a good one for nasty day. Vicious. vicious. Uh, I don't run away from hard work. I'm too lazy to run. <laughs> <laughs> when I catch people staring at me, I assume they're taking notes on how to be awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, it, it's awesome day this week. I forget what day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there, there telling us dog, goodbye. I, I should probably stop here. If I do have the dog telling us goodbye. <laughs> Barky dog says, "Get out of here! You're talking too loud." Bark, bark. Let's all bark back at him. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> well. Uh, this is the end of the show then where we like to uh, sign off and say thanks for listening this is your host Keith tell a friend about us leave us a rating and review on whatever uh, infamous podcast directory you may have found us on uh, stop by the webpage leave us an email or a comment on any of the show notes we'd love to hear from you and your funny family stories hopefully you clean ones but we try not to push the edge <laughs> yeah we try not to but we do sometimes yeah well we can always bleep you out of here yeah tune in next week where you can hear terry say the cone barn opens on the 15th of march oh yay of march (laughs) all right that sounds funny tsf at that sounds funny.com Thank you.